Hi, this is CJ from the Trio of Positivity podcast, and I lost our intro song, so I now present Mike with our intro. Welcome, 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 welcome to the Trio of Positivity podcast. I'm your host, Boo Pen, joined as always by my best friends, Miller and CJ. Thank you for joining us today. We are a trio talking sports to try and bring some positivity into your lives. But in this ever-changing Chicago sports landscape, boys, we know it can be hard to find. Talking about, boys, how we doing? Oh, we're doing great, baby. We are we're rocking it. We're doing great. It's not like we're having any issues whatsoever today. Yep. Fantastic. This episode, this episode has been without any technical issues at all. Regardless of what yeah, you we, hear in the news. No one had uh, an outage. No one had microphone issues. And no one tried to use uh, another website of some kind to try to make this happen. Not that did And not no happen. one forgot the intro music. Don't no <laughs> one forgot. <laughs> no one the, forgot the it's intro. It's not like CJ's perfect or anything. Right, 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 right. On that super positive note, let's talk about what we're going to do today. We're going to talk the big, big, big news item that stood out to us. Give you our thoughts on Sox and Cubs along with the farm system to see if there's any speck of positivity that will ever come out of those things. Maybe they'll come out of them in the near or far future there. But talking about things that stood out to us, Miller, what you got for us? What stood out to you this week? Well, I'm going to start. With a bang, with the big news of the week that came in the form of a merger of two organizations that were supposedly on two different ethical trajectories. Oh. Or that's how it was portrayed. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. The Live and PGA merger that happened earlier this week. And yes, I'm about to TLDR that bitch. Most of you know the details. Back in 2021, 2022, whatever, Live Golf was created and it was backed by the Public Investment Fund, or PIF which operates on behalf of the Saudi Arabia government. At the time, big golfers such as Dustin Johnson, Phil Mickelson, Briggs Kepka, all those guys jumped over to live from PGA. Many reasons for this move were stated and bullshit, 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 but few stated and acknowledged the fact that they got nine-digit bags of money from live. Well, after these moves took place, Waves of players started to make their voices heard that were in the PGA by expressing disdain to fellow competitors that did make the jump for accepting basically blood money in this case because it's Saudi Arabia government. And this includes the PGA commissioner who was quoted in saying this about the 9-11 terrorists that were from Saudi Arabia. Quote, I have two families that are close to me. They lost loved ones. My heart goes out to them, and I would ask that any player that has left or that has ever considered leaving, have you ever apologized for being a member of the PGA Tour? Whether you agree with them or not, the results of the move speak for themselves. Over the next year and a half or so, Live Golf appeared to be struggling to gain appeal and viewership. Now, this could be due to just the fact that it's new, or it could be due to the controversy of it being owned by Saudi Arabia and many groups coming out in the United states and saying and basically boycotting it we may never know now i will acknowledge the fact that live did successfully give some of the golfers um an advantage for moving over and the importance of it it shed light on many of the practices that the monopoly that is the pga tour were doing and such, the live and such, the PGA Tour made some changes by increasing tournament purses, creating an earnings assist assurance program for fully exempt members, and also providing stipends to all other members. But this all begs the question of what the fuck happened in these last few months that led to this merger? And, or as Scott Van Pelt nicely put it, quote, so you preach loyalty to a tour and convince guys not to take an eight or nine figure deals based in part on the loyalty and in part on the source of the money. Then those guys find out on Twitter that you took the very same money. Now, I believe that the this is going to hurt the PGA brand in the near future. Well, in, in far off, maybe not, but 
the public investment fund has is going to be a premier sponsor for the PGA Tour. And there's already uprising. My question to you all is, if you were a PGA Tour player that turned down millions of dollars, and in Tiger Woods' case, billions, or upwards of billions, how would you react? CJ, what's your, what's your thoughts? Oh, you want me to go first? <clears throat> I could care less, to be honest with you. I will say from a PGA Tour standpoint, there were players, multiple players that were offered money. <clears throat> and for whatever reason, if they wanted to say that the PGA told them not to take it, that's a decision that they're just going to have to live with. Now, <clears throat> this does bring me to uh, something. It's not exact, exactly apples to apples, um, but there, there's a streaming service called Twitch and they used to have a new rival come in called Mixer. They offered four or five of the top streamers to jump over and they accepted contracts. Other people stayed with Twitch. Mixer got bought out and those people that went over to Mixer, they got paid and everyone was saying, "Man, I should have gone to Mixer because you know, had they been bought out, well, I they bought out. Paid. They were bought out by Twitch, is what <clears> you're saying. Yes, they were bought out by no, not by, not by Twitch. I think they were no. I like, think they might have just uh, like a third party. Either no, I, they either they got bought out. The, the 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 people the streamers got bought out, but I think the company just decided not to keep going. Uh, I think they were just ceasing operations, but because they signed contracts, they had to pay them out. <coughs> all those streamers are back on switch essentially all those and they got and they got paid so if i was i think the only case we could really talk about is tiger woods yeah like I, yeah no that's a good point like the ethical side of it is huge right like miller brought up really good points like is it ethical like you know like saudi arabian money and things like that one thing i thought when live started was like Golf has been a monopoly. I was hoping they would revolutionize the game. They were doing shorter games and things like that. See if they can, you know, make it more interesting. So, like, one positive I can see is, like, maybe they'll do something different. Maybe they'll open it to bigger masses. But it's definitely an ethical concern. And you're absolutely right, Miller. Um, The fun part is Rory McIlroy is still on a warpath and said, <laughs> said a bunch of lovely things. I don't know if you guys know, him and Tiger host a show. I think it's on every week and they talk just talk about normal they play golf and just talk about normal things and they were filming as this news broke so like supposedly one of the oh, future episodes great. is like gonna feature that and and rory has been on a, i don't think tiger has said that anything publicly but rory has been on a war i mean rory did have an interview and he, he made some comments it was nothing awful but i mean to me i, I kind of i, 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 I see where I thought he said, cj's coming from I thought he said they need to apologize or something. That's what I read. Maybe I'm wrong, but you could be right. But I, I see where CJ is coming from. By but it's just like as like you could talk about Tiger, but you could also have to include Rory because he was one of the big ones as, as, but, as well as others that have. Turned but down. Rory, right? But Rory turned it down, not for. I guess I guess in 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 this case, I would assume that Rory turned it down for moral reasons. What well, I was I'm, trying, what I was trying to say with Tiger is Tiger probably had the biggest offer. So I could see where Tiger was like, I lost out on a billion dollars. Like everyone I, else, we're talking I mean, about. Rory probably got nine figures. Oh, I, I, I'm not. I'm I not doubting that. Issue. I understand, I understand like, what you're saying with Tiger, but I mean, you have to acknowledge that all these guys gave up. Guys, Piff will of pay dollars. them out if money's an issue. Piff will pay them out. They don't care. I don't think money's the issue. I, think I don't it's more think about they can the do win. that at this no, point. They're not going to yeah. sit here and just throw money at these guys just because they have bought them out. I, I, it'll be interesting to see what happens in the signing bonus and, and whatever. Anyway, I know it, I thought about that. I thought about that if they're going to get like bigger purses or they're going to get. Stuff well, the one thing I read was that not being a part of it, but I just one, feel it. If I was a golfer in this situation, such as Rory and Tiger, I would just feel so offended that I defended this organization and then this organization basically sold out to the same people I was defending them against. I would be, it would, it would destroy me. I just, I don't know. And last point here, the uh, someone introduced a bill today so that 
PGA, like they want PGA to pay their taxes. Supposedly it's the only, um, like, I don't know what to call it, like players association that doesn't pay taxes. So a California uh, house per- house person introduce a bill to like have, maybe the, have them pay the bill pay their taxes too so that would be, the, be interesting to see what the one down. thing if we can end with this the one thing that this just is looks bad on the the guy that represents the pga for him to say everything that he said only to backtrack and essentially there must have been some sort of threat of competition i i watched two live events they the one thing that's really cool, which I read that they're going to try to incorporate, was to do the teams thing, which was yeah. I thought was really cool. I mean, they if, brought good aspects. I mean, they that's did. not deniable. The fact that hey, players can wear shorts, does people are people offended because people can see their calves? I mean, some right. motherfuckers have some nice calves. Come on. I mean, and not to but, not to like, not to nice and not to keep make bringing comparisons, but the XFL failed, but they brought great technology to the NFL. Exactly. Now. The whole 9-11 thing, I'm not touching that. I That should have never been brought up in the first place. If it was going to get brought up, you stick to it. Because I mean, that is a very sensitive there's subject. There's other ethical issues, too. Yes, 9-11. But like Saudi Arabian government is like human rights abuse and things yeah. like that. There's other mm-hmm. ethical issues. That was just the big but one that affects I agree. the United I agree. States directly. I, yeah. I, that's what I was going to say. I. It's not like Saudi Arabia's government is going to come over and take over the pga like that's that's what i'm saying i agree yeah which we should yeah we should put on the safety of this podcast we should probably stop talking about this <laughs> hey i would hope that we're on somebody's radar and get dropped that would be awesome yeah 100 downloads baby um um like last uh like again good, good conversations here uh it'd be good to see what what happens in the near future with this um Another news that was on my radar, boys, I'm sure you've read about it too, was the whole Bears new stadium drama. I don't know if you guys kept up with this. Basically, Bears this week came out and said they're looking at alternative sites along with Arlington Heights. You guys know there's been lots of drama over the valuation of the property, basically their payment that they need to make to Arlington Heights. Um, They looked at an alternate site in Neighborville, uh, it seems like that's not as going as well as well. The city council there, if, correct me if you guys are wrong, seems pretty opposed and they seem to be fairly strong. So now this week, they also met with Brandon Johnson, the new mayor, to look at alternative sites in Chicago, not Soldier Field. So they're doing everything they can to not say that they're going back to Soldier Field. But, um, you know, like you guys disagree with me, but I always thought that Soldier Field you know, just whatever we need to do with Soldier Field to make it work was the best deal for them. But all that's going on. Um, it's not that stadium drama with uh, NFL teams is a new thing, right? Like every time a new stadium gets to be built, I don't think there's ever been a time a city is like, yeah, we'll pay for it. And it's been an easy conversation. But these seem like a very extended and, you know, like sometimes negative even conversation. So uh, just wanted to throw it back to you boys. See if you guys follow the story. What you guys think? How's it gonna end? Any 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 thoughts, comments there? You want first or second, CJ? I'll take second. Okay. I um, love when you guys get along. Basically, a lot of what you said was exactly what I was heard. What I heard. The mayor of Naperville obviously came out and threw their hat in the ring. City council via Facebook, which we know how official Facebook is. There was a few members that dissented and said that they don't have any, the mayor doesn't have any control, what rubber, rubber, rubber. Um, getting to the city of Chicago, everything I'm hearing there is that Soldier Field is off the table. They're not talking about doing anything with Soldier Field because of the agreement that is with the Bears, and the Bears are basically renting from them. Mm-hmm. Uh, my, my understanding is that they're going to be exploring alternate sites throughout the city. Um, now, obviously, we did put, I don't think, Actually, but we talked about the World Cup. We didn't put in a bid for the World Cup, but I believe we did an Olympics. We put in a bid in for the Olympics, and so there were some sites there that could have been in play. But honestly, I think it's all fluff. I think at the end of the day, Arlington Heights is the place for the Bears to go. I think they're going to move there. I don't think there's any questions about it. Naperville has transportation issues. It's so far from the city. The Metro, the 88 Highway just isn't there. Arlington Heights is literally the perfect location. Um, uh, 
the the Bears have been eyeing this location from what I'm hearing for many years. They've been waiting for it to go, and they finally got it. They're not going to let it go, and they need to get this property tax hike that they did down, and- which is essentially is the issue because most stadiums – they play the most NFL stadiums pay zero in property tax, or they have a fixed rate that goes up on a fixed fixed level because there's so many other tax revenue that they can get from stadiums for tickets, beers, food, all that stuff all can flow into the city, which is how the city typically makes up for it. So I think this eventually ends up in Arlington Heights, but obviously we're not in the other cities where these stadiums are being built and taking place. So we don't know all the ins and outs. We know Chicago because that's where we're in right now. So we're healing. We're hearing all the fluff and everything. What I will say. That was the biggest pregnant pause ever. Now that I have the floor. Arlington Heights, I believe, is still going to be the final. Now, before I go into my point, can I just ask this question? Because I'm not a smart guy. Okay. Didn't they already get zoned before purchasing? Wasn't all of this discussed already? That was my understanding. The tax I know we don't have reassessed. Okay, but they they had there was some discussion of what it was going to be prior to either demolition or prior to purchase. I believe. Well, I the issue so, is the taxes were reassessed, and I think that was in twenty twenty two. A lot of the taxes were reassessed, and they reassessed it a lot higher. Than the original tax that were discussed during the purchase, because and I, I think, think Chris that's like, sorry, what's CJ. upsetting the bears. Yeah, CJ, like basically both sides are holding tight on what they want to do. So I think permitting is probably not the issue. The issue is how much money they will make out of this, right? Um, and same thing with the bears. Like I don't think, like you know, basically the property they want to pay taxes out of like one ninety eight million or something, and it's like worth like 900 so like it's like they're way off on what it is so like whatever you hear is probably not the truth is what i'm trying because i think the property taxes that they're discussing is like based on the stadium and stuff being built there but in actuality there's nothing there's nothing there there. yeah so and then that's so that was going to be my point so not only are the bears going to possibly bring in a stadium there's going to be hotel companies that are going to want to build more stadiums around. There's going to be more restaurants. There's going to be more, there's going to be more businesses going in there mm-hmm. and there is no possible agreement because the bears are not going to ask to have more than half paid. I think it's already been discussed that they're going to try to get it as much privately funded as possible. So my, what I heard was the stadium is going to be completely funded by the bears. Bears are going to pay for the entire stadium and then everything around it is where they're looking for other the additional they, right right so so the stadium one is not the issue so let's get that out of the way now if if Arlington Heights does this right and let's say they just lower the the tax on 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 that aspect the reason why the bears are not going to Chicago is cuz Chicago it's a landmark Soldier Field is a landmark it's a federally funded um public. building yeah it's a public building so they will never own that building and that's mm-hmm. what the bears want the bears want to own their building right chicago still won't be able to offer anything like that unless you're tearing shit down you're, you're you got to move a lot of stuff arlington heights is already there i think that's why i think what chicago's trying to do is chicago's trying to say like hey look we can we can move some stuff around we can have you here but it's still I, cook county cook county still has high taxes for this place mm-hmm um, I, I did check a quick list of the one stadium that I, I remember off the top of my head and I, I, I wanted to recall it was uh, the new Atlanta Stadium. That one cost $1.5 to get made and the initial cost of the taxpayers was $200 million. Um, And what they ended up doing is they ended up doing like the hotel tax. Like they, they incorporated a hotel tax nearby. Mm-hmm. Arlington Heights can do the exact same thing because there's not that many hotels around the area if they were going to build and, and stuff like that. And there's plenty of years to develop it. Yeah. So for me... Going back a second here, going back a few statements that you made, it was interesting because you were talking about how the stadium in Arlington Heights would still be Cook County. That's correct. But you see where they, what city they were talking to is not Cook County. 
Naperville is in a different county completely. So now Cook County went from having Soldier Field in it currently with with Soldier to still being in Cook County and Arlington Heights, and now it's going to a third party. So that's yeah. another and another and what's funny. I don't know if you guys heard, but I think um, the Naperville the conversation Naperville invited the bears to have a conversation with a letter. I think that's what it was. It was the mayor did. Yeah. Yeah. To at least have the discussion. And you know, what's funny is the Arlington Heights mayor basically said outright, we know we're not the only option. We know that there there are other cities out there. And what's funny is the mayor tells him exactly what I was going to say. If you're a mayor of a town and you have an area for the bears, Call the Bears. This is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. If the guy that is already almost guaranteeing the building is saying, yeah, let the competition come in, go ahead, send your bid. One, is because he thinks it's going to come in. Two, it's money. No matter where you look at it, it's money. You want to give Bears control. That That's always been my issue. The Bears don't control the grass. The Bears don't control the stadium at Soldier Field. You get a brand new stadium, at least we can fucking cut the grass correctly and we can water it the way it's supposed to instead of the Chicago Park District. That's my take on that. I, I, I mean, like, you guys talk, and you guys, we have had this conversation many times, right? You Like, I think, yes, is Soldier Field perfect? No, but, like, Arlington Heights also needs to work on the infrastructure. I don't think they're prepared to have, like, 60,000 people show up on a Sunday morning and 60,000 people leave on a span of, like, what, four and a half, five hours? I don't think it's prepared for that too, right? No, we you're right. To, we need to acknowledge that. But the other thing I want, I really wanted to say is like, um, the hotel tax stuff is great because I think Tennessee is doing the same thing too. Just so you guys know, um, I like, yeah, like there's a hotel tax and that's how they're paying for it. Um, again, it's all, a, I think I still think it's all a negotiating ploy. You guys are right. What's what, um, what NFL team would not want to own their stadium, right? That just seems like a right thing to do. And, and like not we only all that, know just... renting is a scam. You know, we all like agree with that. But I, th- I think that that's that's what it is too. And the one thing to note too is, there's, I know I mentioned that uh, Miller's gonna hate it, but the uh, Buffalo Bills, they didn't have this issue. Yes, I said it. Uh, Buffalo Bills are gonna have a new stadium. And we'll see how Jacksonville goes, too. I, I did see a report that some people are still not happy that taxpayer money is going to get funded into this. But we'll see. Who knows? Maybe the Bears still won't get a stadium and Jacksonville will get theirs before we do. And then they'll still be in London. Yeah, they're, they're moving to London. is the rumor in the street. But, um, Miller, I'll give you a, a second to rebuttal if you want. Otherwise, we'll move on. I made my points. The Bears are Wait. moving to Arlington Heights. I, I, I feel it, like seal it, deliver it, baby. And I, Boopin, I don't even you, think a steak dinner does this. We should have a bigger bet bet for this. A chug doesn't do it. A steak dinner doesn't do it. What's the what's the next but, big thing we can bet but on? But Boopin, this? you really don't think that Arlington Heights with five years to plan won't be able to fix everything that you talked about? No, no. The, the, this in, should be it's been in, done. And our president is the guy that built the Minnesota Viking Stadium, right? So he's done yeah. this before. I think everything is pointing the team president, not Joe Biden, like uh, the team, the Bears team president. In my opinion, Arlington Heights, the racetrack is in better shape than Soldier Field is as far as people coming to that racetrack. Yeah, we and we got to get out of Soldier Field. Did you not see? I mean, you have multiple highways going there. You have a metro line. (laughs) Do you not remember getting wet in the season opener last year? The season opener. And not only that, one of Miller's favorites got attacked. Okay, a bug went into Taylor Swift's mouth during the Soldier Field concert. Okay, why go to that mouth, bro? Oh, like, th- that was the point I was trying to make. So the other point I heard was like, did you see? See, sold out Soldier Field for three nights, and there were people camped outside. So that was the idea that Soldier Field does something like that becomes more innovative. Blah 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 blah. But uh, Chris, I'll give you the floor one more time. Um, we've been having lots of news around soccer. Uh, you know, can you can you bring us up to date? Any any big moves there? Anything we should talk about? I know there were a couple of big ones this week. Uh, probably the biggest one is the to some. I'm Chilean, so not to me, but to some, the greatest soccer player has decided to no longer play in Europe, and has now decided to come to the United States. 
Um, yeah, the, baby. The yes. official. USA. Some the small player old, called Messi, right? Lea, yeah, Lionel Messi. Is, he he won this thing called the World Cup, but yeah, who? Yeah, scored a couple goals, cares? something like that. Um, <clears throat> the uh, the rumored report is one point three billion with options to buy into the team. What I found very interesting, and I know Boop and you're gonna find um, this interesting because it's business related. Um, he. It, since it's part of Apple, he's going to get a cut of the revenue from new subscribers that subscribe to the MLS season pass, which is like the NBA, the mm-hmm. NBA pass or the NFL um, Sunday ticket. Um, he's going to get a cut of that. So not only that, though, the messy, the messy or or the messy lore, I guess I should say, is already in effect. There was a time where tickets were halted from being sold before this news broke out. And just to give you guys some example, uh, he's going to be playing for Inter Miami. They will have a match against the New York Red Bulls on August 25th. And it's been reported that the original price of $99 no longer seems to exist. It is now an increase of 883% and the ticket is now going for $983. Boys, boys, <laughs> boys, I feel like... <laughs> Boys, Inter Miami is coming to Chicago, October fourth. Feel Soldier like it would have been cheaper to fly to the world. Or the, the, the tickets to see world him. Cup. Tickets to see him in the Copa America tournament that they held here did not reach that price. Just putting that out there. So when That's Argentina crazy. was here, I believe tickets were around four fifty five hundred dollars for a continental tournament that we didn't even sell out. Soldier Field did not sell out. Better competition in that than you are going to get with all these U.S. players. This is great for MLS, in my opinion. This is better than Beckham. Beckham did great in getting MLS out there when he came to um, Los Angeles, and this is just this is just another thing. He also turned down one point six. Uh, now let me ask you this. I know we've in the United States we've had Beckham and then we had that El, El uh, cocky guy that, that team. Chicharito? El Bada or um the Italian guy, Sora. Yeah, the Italian guy. Ah, Zlatan, which is another news yeah. he retired. Yeah. So, gave one of his best quotes, by the way. Did you okay, hear this, okay. Miller? Okay, Hold on. Listen to this. No. I know, I know. M- listen Miller to the greatest the quote. Question. You should stop I know, and, but and listen to this. This is the greatest soccer quote you will ever hear. He retired, and he was quoted saying, the gods were sad that I retired because it started raining. How fucking legend is that of a quote? Okay, well, hopefully he was in Canada so he can get these wildfires out of here. But um, sure. So what I was saying was, obviously they came over to the MLS. Messi seems to be maybe at the edge of his prime but I feel like he's probably more in his prime than they were. Am I wrong in saying that? Beckham was basically done from what I Beckham played three to five years, I want to say. And also he's part owner of Inter Miami, which is also cool. But Beckham was basically Um, on the way out when he came. Beckham, but he played good enough to actually get invited. No, but he actually played, he played good enough to get invited back to like England's. um, Oh, uh, Messi's. He was invited back, but I don't think he made the cut. Um, so the thing is, is that even right now, I will say, because I've watched Messi beat us, but we did beat him twice, but he's beaten us multiple times in qualifiers. I- I'm sorry, who's that, us? Uh, Chile. Um, I will say he is probably the greatest player I've ever seen. That, that's what I was thinking. That's what I was thinking. Like, that's why people are paying this much money. Be like, think of like Pele or Maradona, Pe- right? When Pele like, came, right. he was huge. Maradona, wherever he went, he was huge. And I literally mean wherever he went. Messi, um, it's, it's a money move. our generation's greatest player, I think. I would agree. I mean, Ronaldo's up there too, but there's also still some rumors that Ronaldo might come in the next couple years. To be, I, I had the honor of seeing Ronaldinho play when he was in Brazil. He, I don't even think... Ronaldinho Ronaldinho's won one or two World Cups. I want to say one. They he's not really even good. at yeah. he's not even at that same level that Messi was at. Like 
Like yeah, this is it, huge. This is great for MLS. More exposure. Let's hope we get more soccer enthusiasts out there. I will say though, <clears throat> uh, Concacaf needs to join um, the tournaments that are held in South America and in Central America, not in Central, in South America, because that's the hardest uh, division that's out there next to the European. Um, and make it competitive. But yeah. it's that, interesting to see if the money's there in the United States yeah. for this. Yeah, Obviously, I'm intrigued. They ponied up. They ponied up for this, but it'll be interesting to see if they can get other big names along with him at the same time, rather right. when they're back to back like they have been in the recent years. I, I mean, look at the look at the offer. It's part owner, right? I think they. I don't know. There's definitely money there. There's definitely well, it's more. incentives based because he's getting huge yeah. from the Apple streaming deal. And th- that was probably not the biggest deal sign of the week, right, Chris? There was another one. Benzema, he went to Saudi Arabia. Yeah, but to be to be honest with you, that's a great move for him. It's not gonna top Messi. I mean, I I know, but like he's probably like top ten, top five soccer players in the world right now. I don't think so. Not the best. He's not number one. Um. Let's see. Um, in not soccer news, Ted Lasso's the season season finale just happened. Like you know, amazing. I loved it. I loved it. Like you know, spoilers. I, somebody that we used to get a spoiler alert. We're, we're not saying that. anything. We're not we saying just, anything. It's that, and the fact that you don't watch that show is. It's like, literally the best thing on TV, Miller. Okay. We well, can agree uh, to disagree. All right. Um. Thank you. Thank you for those great conversation, boys. Um, you know, we'll take a quick break. We'll come back and we'll talk Cubs and Sox. Coming right up. Hey, guys. CJ here. Wanted to say thank you guys for all the support with our Trio of Positivity podcast. If you like what you're hearing, please feel free to give us a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify Podcasts. And in the future, we will reread those reviews and see what you guys think. Also, feel free to follow us on all our social media platforms on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. So feel free to ask us questions and what you would like to hear in the future. Thanks again, and I'm bringing it right back to my buddy Boopin. Take it away. Welcome back. Um, Now, you know, we're in Chicago. It's baseball season. You know what that means, right? We got to talk Cubs and Sox. Um, do we though? Do it we? It means we went from interesting topics to uninteresting topics. Yeah, I was going to say, do we do we really want to talk about this? Very interesting coming from the Cubs fans who were riding high last week. Positive whoa, 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 whoa. Listen. Uh, 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 let me finish. Positivity score of six, which is beat for one of us. I was not at six. He was not okay. at six. But can we all agree that if we're doing the positivity score from one to ten and we're a six... That's 60%, which is failing. <laughs> so it's not less, a D. It's a D. It's a, a D is not it's, failing. Well, you, this is you why don't, you failed in is, high school. That's why I'm a college dropout, baby. Who needs college? But let's let's be honest here. The Cubs. You know what? No, no. Can we be honest and give Boop in the floor? That's what I was going to say. Please. Go ahead. Okay. Um, White, White Sox. They're playing the Yankees right now. They're playing a doubleheader. They're not. They are. The games. You didn't even rip us. You're not even gonna rip us. They're I, not I, playing. I, the games got canceled. We've destroyed oh. you these last few weeks, and you're not. No, even wait. Because of the fires, the games got canceled. You no, are 100 no, percent wrong, sir. They you played should. doubleheaders. Yes, today. they did. Yeah. Again. Again. Um. Here's what I want to say. Like, let, let me focus on my team because I've been very critical of my team. Right. I'm not going to say they're the hardest right. thing in baseball, right? I'm not going to say they have one of the better records in June. I'm not going to say they have one of the lowest run scores against them in, in the month hey, of June. I'm not going to hey, say Hey, Boopin, sorry, just real quick. How many days in June so far? I, I cannot count. Okay, cool. Just double checking. Go ahead, continue. <laughs> no, that, that, that's a fair point. But uh, again, the jokes aside, right? White Sox are, um, I think, last I checked, they were like 14 and... 10 um they were like somewhere around there so right about 500 and then they were like in the hole right you guys know 10 games in a row that they had lost and things like that so they had a lot going on but i they're third place in their division very weak division at miller points out every chance he gets right but they're doing okay they're on the up and up 
I, I like that they're competing. I like that we're not just laying dead. And they played a really tough series against the Yankees. Uh, we won the series, at, like, um, depending on the result of the couple ga- the game that's happening right now, probably. But that's what I'm going to say. But I, I want to give the floor to you guys, right? You guys were like, um, you know, you guys had aspirations for a wild card. You guys were positive on a six last week. Like, just just tell me. Tell me where you are. Tell me I am ready to pay my violin again. Tell me how we're doing, Wrigley Faithful. CJ, do you want to go first or second? I'll go second. <laughs> first of all, I think I had him at like a four. I still have him at a four. We are a rebuilding team. Now, are things going badly? Very badly. Very badly. Earlier, since Mr. Bellinger went down, which was basically like uh, a long time ago, week or two, we are 29th in baseball in winning percentage against right-handed starters. Boobin, tell me the percentage of right-handed starters versus left-handed starters. I can basically tell you for a fact that there's at least three or four times as many right-handers as there are left-handers. It's not going well. The Cubs have been uh <laughs> Yeah, 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 whatever. We have not done well <laughs> I get so since, much joy since, out of that. since Bellinger went down. Um, it's been hard. We do not have a big bat. Bellinger has been that big bat, especially the big left-handed bat. And right now the right-handed stars are eating us up. We can't score runs. It's just, it's been a complete debacle. The bullpen still sucks. And I don't know what, what to do about it. There's nothing you can do. I mean, you're going to do exactly what the plan was going into the season. You're going to try to get rid of your key players. It'll be interesting to see what happens with Stroman because he has been a complete ace. Do they sign him? Do they extend him? Or do they trade him? We'll see. Obviously, Justin Steele went on the IL as well. A lot of things to to, to play with there. But, um, CJ, make your point because I have a question for Boopin after. The dream is over. <laughs> the <clears throat> Cubs to make the wild card is... Uh... Is 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 slipping? You know, you know, you're bad when the fucking Cincinnati Reds are above. You know. Hey guys, hey, you are still being the Cardinals. No, no, I know you're tied the with the Cardinals. You're tied with the Cardinals. They were supposed to win the division. So are you? But you know, whatever. Yeah, because because uh, we yeah, love being tied for last in Central. Um, the one thing that did hey, it's try third, baby, try third. Okay. Listen, I. The one thing I love about being a Cubs fan is I'm a realist. I'm not like other uh, sports uh, fans out there. Six out of ten's a realist for this <laughs> yeah, shit. Yeah, like I'm sorry, what? Listen, Go did ahead, you not continue? Did, yeah, let me. I didn't interrupt anyone. Okay. Sorry. Go please, ahead, please. I expect some positivity in this trio of positivity. <laughs> um, the Cubs are just not scoring runs. <clears throat> Thank you. The Cubs are not scoring runs, and what's essentially going to end up happening now is we sell. We keep Stroman, and we'll see what happens. If 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 we make a run for it, we make a run for it. But, but go wasn't, ahead. What, weren't we always going to sell? I mean, the goal no. was never to be a buyer at this at this stage. This is the first year of the rebuild. The goal was never to be a buyer. Because we never we knew we weren't going to be there. We were going to be on the fringe of anything. We weren't yeah. going to make a push to the World Series, which leads to my question to Boopin. Yes, your division is shit. You have a chance, but do you realistically think you have a chance to win the World Series? Yes or no? No. I, okay. I, so then, why would you be rooting for them to make a World Series? Wouldn't it be better to? completely sell off some pieces and try to reinitiate your world series run because in my opinion yes you are a pretty decent team in that division that's crap as we've seen compared to the ALE East where the whole ALE AL East is better than the AL Central uh, but um I just am I'm, I'm very interested in Sox fans because they've been on such a hot run I just don't think even if you got there, it really matters. 
I, I think that's a problem with our inconsistent team, right? I don't know what this team is. They lose 10 games in a row. Yeah, there were injuries, blah, blah, blah whatever. But 10, 10 games in a row, and then they were just on a five-game winning streak. It's really hard to know what this team is. But I think what we did wrong the last time, and like it took me a while to get there, we did a rebuild, but we didn't tear it down to the studs. You know, we kept some people, we sold some people, and we did halfway it's there. It's not a rebuild then. Yeah, so like I think you did a rebuild. You guys, not you guys a brought a bunch of prospects in. You brought you guys had a lot of home talent that was brought in. We got to move in onto the prospect section, but you brought a lot of home talent with like Tim Anderson, Mancata, um, Luis Robert. A lot of that it was home. But they weren't. Talent that was but that's in. you made bad free agent decisions and your owners cheap as fuck. That is the problem. It doesn't. No, I, I mean, you guys. I will a never doubt you on that. So we need to get rid of the owners before this rebuild. That's what we need to do. We need to get rid of the Reach owners. Reach into first. the Bulls choir, bro. Come on. Like, like it's the same but ownership. Who cares? They're not going to leave. You, you can't argument. assume that a rebuild is going to work as soon as you bring up your prospects. That's not. That's the that's goal. Not, never, 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 never. No, you bring re, up, you you bring re, up re, the prospects when they're MLB ready. And when they're MLB ready and they're showing performance, then you bring in the free agents to build around them. Did you really think the White Sox built around Tim Anderson? Didn't I just say that? No, no, no. But what you're making a seem is their prospects, but they didn't get good free agents. They did. They no. made bad decisions. And their owners cheap as fuck. Like they haven't. <clears> I think they haven't even signed someone for over a million dollar, a hundred million dollar contract. Mm-hmm. They're they're cheap. So that's they're, the problem. They they're brought cheap, the prospects but I, up, but they haven't paid the money to keep. The, that's get that's what I was gonna say. So to me, when top. you're but when you're bringing up, that to me is not a rebuild. A, a rebuild to me is when you're bringing in um, prospects from AAA, AA, whatever it is, and let them grow for two, three years, and then they get brought up. I don't consider a rebuild like, okay, we're going to get rid of all of our players. We're going to bring up everyone that we have from AAA that's and then what see what they did, they do. dude. That's what I'm saying, though. So that's why, to me, they a true rebuild is you, you wait three to five years for your farm system to develop. And then you That's exactly up. what the Sox did. They did not. <laughs> yes, well, they well, did. No, you All know what? Guys as long were as down as there for guys, multiple this is years. super fun. This is super fun hearing Cubs fan debate Sox. You know, super fun. But, you know, like, again, I I don't know. what Like, like you guys keep saying, right? You guys keep saying, like, this next couple of games is a big test. I agree. They're playing. They just finished the series with the Yankees. They're playing the Marlins. They're a couple of tough series coming up. I think at the end of this, we'll have a good, a better idea what this team is. You're right. The division's weak. We're only like three and a half games away, and we should not be that close. We stunk all of May, you know? So, like, that's what I'm saying. But I think this leads really well into our next conversation, right? So the teams we talk about, we talk about the people that are doing well, people that are not doing well, right? Let's talk about the prospects. Let's talk about the teams that we are building, See if there's anything there that we we can look forward to. Any any positive things coming up? Because let's be honest, the teams are not giving us many much positivity today, right? Um, so if you guys are okay with this, let's maybe do three or four. If you guys have some honorable mentions, let's throw them out there too. But if you want to do go one and one, you give me your best Cubs prospect. I'll go with the Sox prospect. Does that work for you guys? That sounds great. Okay, perfect. Let let's kick kick it off. I think your prospects are ranked higher than mine anyway. So. Um, who's the number one prospect you guys have in your farm system right now? The biggest one right now that we're talking about is outfielder, um, Pete Crow Armstrong. Uh, we got him actually a few years ago in the bias trade with the Mets. He's drafted overall first round, 19th pick. Love uh, you, he's, got, he's a big, he's a big bat. He's ranked number 13th, uh, in, in, in the one in the MLB, uh, top 100. So he's definitely up there. He's got offensive promise. Big left-handed bat, which obviously, like we talked about earlier, is something the Cubs need. But he also has speed on the bases, as well as he is a elite on the defensive and center field, which is one of the reasons why we don't think Bellinger is going to be sticking around very long. Obviously, one of the big um, things that is his liability is strikeouts. He is striking out a lot, almost at a 25% clip. But uh, Pete Crow Armstrong is one of the big guys in the Cubs, and he's projected to be coming up probably in the next few years. Nice, 2019, so he should be coming up soon. Um, on the Sox side, the highest-rated prospect is probably a shortstop, Carlson Montgomery. He was around 
27 on the MLB list in terms of prospects. Um, he was a first-round pick in 2021. Um, the offensive side, the things that look good on his end, he's a left-handed bat. He he has really good swing. Looks like he, you know, he's like a pretty advanced bat. He doesn't swing chase pitches. He's pretty good around, like pretty disciplined around the strike zone. Um, again, makes good contact. Uh, they co- comped him to Corey Seager. Um, so like, you know, so like good, good promise there. Um, like, like on the defensive side too, like quick first step, he's pretty athletic, solid arm strength. Um, you know, so like he can make plays as well. Um, you know, he, he's got an average speed. I think that's a knock on him, but yeah. So we, we are like look, looking through him and I think that's, that's probably a highest rate. Uh, so prospect. I mean, talking about that, what do you think about Tim Anderson? Then do you see him being traded, or I mean, he was kind of like the soul of your team. Uh, like that, that, I think that's a difficult part too. Um, they were talking about his contract and how like he, he might be someone we we look to move in the in the like this off season or next off season. I think he's signed for like three two more years after this. But um, like you said, he's the soul of the team right now. When he goes down, the team goes down. So that'll be the difficult point. I think that Carlson's probably like next year, like very early, because he's a pretty recent pick. It's what they were talking about, but realistically, probably the following year it is gonna come up. But I think that's a big decision next year. I think if Tim keeps this trajectory, he's probably gone. Dep- again, depending on where we are, right? If we are competing, maybe Tim stays on the team a little bit longer. If we're probably not as great, it probably it probably goes the other way. Is is my opinion on things. All right, who's your who's your second highest rated um, prospect? What do you guys got? Uh, we got <clears throat> we got a man from the Dominican, Kevin Alcantara. Is ranked MLB dot uh, com's number seventy two out of a hundred. Uh, we actually got him uh, from the Rizzo trade with the Yankees. Love you, Rizzo. Uh, back in twenty eighteen. I feel like Chris um, is living in the past a little bit. I you have and when you, you win a World to. Series, baby, you got yeah. Win a World Series. I mean, you guys technically still are too. So, uh, we believe in the same thing that uh we have with Armstrong here that he does have a good offensive um movement, mo- offensive numbers. <clears throat> he also seems to be a pretty decent at defense. The one thing though that I will say that scares me a little bit is that he tends to strike out a lot. Um, which, a question to you guys. <clears throat> do strikeouts matter at this point for hitters? So you're you saying he's be a DH, or what are you saying? <laughs> so, I mean, I, I understand what you're saying, Chris, but I feel like the MLB is moving towards a boomer bust type of way with yep. most players. In the MLB, a lot of them strike out, high strikeout percentages. But the thing, like you said, scares me is that the 2016 team was very much of that. A lot of them, they did not have high contact hitters. They were boomer bust. You talk about Baez, Bryant. You talk about Rizzo. Uh, a lot of other players, they were very much boom or bust. And that kind of res- showed itself. At, I mean, we did win. Even, the- even, yeah, we did, Addis- baby, 2016. <laughs> even but- Addison Russell had power, but he was probably one of our, like, contact guys i guess but like but a lot of those it's it, over the next few seasons if you're not hot going in the playoffs and you're and you're that type of boomer bust it just it shows and i think that's what the cubs are kind of getting away with away from trying to be more contact trying to get the ball in play especially with the shift being taken out so it'll be interesting to see what happens but i do feel like I don't know that it should be judged against somebody because strikeouts rates are high because the pitchers are so good. Watching the other night and the guy was throwing 103, 103 miles an hour. Did they check his hands? They did I mean, check there his was hair. No movement. It was straight freaking feet. Did they like check move. his pants? Did they check inside his pants if they had anything in there? No. I mean, he might have had a gun, and it, the the ball coming out of his hand might have been faster. Anyways, I this this conversation is quickly going down. There. So, like, I'm gonna I'm gonna cut it short. What else you guys got about your prospects before we go down a pretty sticky substance lane? You're well, supposed to be the next one. You're bro. next one, buddy. It's, okay, cool. Um, I want to talk about uh, Brian Ramos, uh, a third baseman. He was he's around like ESPN top fifty. Um. We we it was international signing too, which is funny. You guys talk about one too. Um, but we signed him in twenty eighteen. Um, 
offensively, he looks great. Like, you know, good feel for the barrel, makes good hard contact. Um, you know, like solid bat speed, solid strength, um, you know, raw power, like as most of the Cuban prospects have. Um, on defensive side and probably on the con side, he's 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 not as fast. He's a fringy runner, good coverage, reliable hands, solid arm strength. Uh, it looks like he's like developed quite a lot um, in terms of his defensive stuff without losing any quickness or athleticism. So they are pretty excited about him. Uh, looks like next year is when they are hoping he comes up. But again, I think depending on how the team does, might be the following year too. It's very interesting to hear you talk about these prospects because you guys have quote unquote studs in the positions that your prospects are playing. I mean, you guys have been talking a lot about Johan Mancata as well. So Tim Anderson and Johan Mancata are the two positions where your top prospects are going to be coming in. So we'll see what happens with with the south side. Sounds like we got some interesting stuff happening. But th- that's what you want, right? Don't you want like people just on the back? This is not a good farm system, not no. that we are one. Like they not have you- good like they're like they have backups in case like, you know, no, you don't want it. backups. You, what you want as a team is if you want to be able to trade somebody away, you I want, disagree. you want someone that you can trade if their position is filled. If you I mean, think Tim Anderson and Johan Mankata is the future and they're studs, you do not, you want someone in the back so you can trade them <clears throat> for a reliever or a top player. that can put you over the top. You don't want someone that can, fill their spot because then they're not studs because you're not going to keep them. See, this is, where, this is where I disagree with uh, my fellow companion Cubby here. Um, and I agree with Boopin. What you want to try to do is most of the time you want to worry about the bats. So you want to find out if they can play other positions and see if you can bring them up. We like, can we can bring in a bunch of examples. Um, you, can't play, you can't have both of these guys play second base. Right, so you try to see if one can play shortstop, or you check to see if one can play it's third. It's the same difference. There's a shortstop and a third baseman. I, I mean, like I think like Those baseball is tougher too, right? Positions. Like, do you draft for like you draft for like what? Depending on the player, three, four, four five it's a, years. It's, yeah, it's like, like it's, it's a lottery. I, 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 so I mean, and, look and, at Schwarber. Schwarber I mean, was a catcher. Then he went left field. He played a little bit of first. Yeah, and he plays you everyone look at, just as badly. You know, you so. look at Chris Bryant. Yeah, he was shit. Chris Bryant was third baseman, first baseman. I outfield. am surprised he does anything but DH. Like that's all he should do. He's good at that. Chris Bryant was a great third baseman, and he was a good left fielder as well. Um, so I'm, what I'm saying though is, defense. but what I'm saying is that's what that's what you want to do if you have three people in the same position. You want to see if they have others, or you get rid of Tim Anderson, you bring one up and the other guy's got to convert or you trade him out and I get think more, that's, get more. That's the, I mean, that's what the Cubs did. I mean, you can say it was a bad decision looking back at it, but like we had Addison Russell in the pipeline. He was our shortstop. He was set. We had Javi at second, but we got rid of Gabriel Torres. We but we also we had Javi as a short. For, I'm talking about Gabriel Torres. I'm not talking about Javi. Javi switched positions of, too, is what I'm saying. Son of a bitch, shut up. We got rid of Gabriel Torres. We sent him to the Yankees. We got Aroldis, which is what put us over the top. So yeah. using what those I was guys reading about this, them. what I was reading about the prospect, one thing I learned was that the cycle they go through or the like the maturity curve or whatever you call it, the the ride they take to the MLB, yes, you can predict it. But it seems like all over the place too, a little bit. Some people like catch that curve pretty early on they make it to the league in like earlier times some people don't as well yeah so like that, that that's what it is um i i was really excited to talk about this left-handed pitcher that we got coming up i think it was our third highest prospect noah schultz uh, he's a first round pick too uh 2022 so like you know we are probably a couple of years away from seeing him play but uh you know he had one of the uh like his pitches uh the, like you know pretty great um actually um. Yeah, it's like he's he's a pretty great. Um, you know, the, his slider was ranked one of the best in the twenty set twenty second draft. It looks like, uh, and you know we can probably argue this, but like the Chicago, um, pitching staff, the development staff does a decent job. Um, they helped him add a sinking two seamer, a sweeper, and a changeup to his, to 
to his uh, repertoire. So that's also coming up. Um, they compare him to Randy Johnson because of his uncommon athleticism and body control for a teen uh, as as well. Again, like compared to a Hall of Famer is a big thing. But again, um, yeah, like, you know, who's the third prospect you guys got on your radar? Fucking so Randy we have a Johnson. picture as Are well. We fu- Wait, we're not going to dis- just Randy fucking Johnson. Really? It's a comparison, Good dude. If he killed, he might have been the one that killed the bird. He may have he, been. The he, one was the the one. he was the he killed one. He killed the he killed the bird, and so he's compared to Randy Johnson. But for the Cubs, um, Cade Horton is also a pitcher in our system as well. First round, seventh round pick back in twenty twenty one. He's actually compared to one of your boys. I don't know if you still consider him the best pitcher because he has laid an egg this year. But uh, he's been compared by uh, to uh, Dylan Cease. Actually, he's got a great slider and some solid fastballs as well. So. He's been um, he's number sixty two in the MLB pipeline, so um, it'll be interesting to see what happens going forward. Obviously, we have some questions on our starting rotation, so we'll see there. But um, I, I like the position we're in. We have some prospects that are going to come up that are going to fill needs. We don't have prospects that are coming up in spots that are filled by stars which is no and the one thing too the 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 one thing too is we do have time i know every time every player that we talked about on the cubs has to be developing something Uh, i think horton started off good in um i want to say it was low a and then high a his era went up so it's it gives time for these guys to just develop and and see if we can if we can get something out of them but um i mean if if these guys are not at least for the Cubs, at least from the Cubs standpoint, if they're not interjected at a good time, um, you know, the Cubs might have to consider a full rebuild within the next two years and see what happens, but it'll be interesting. All right. And any honorable mentions on your side? Anyone else you guys want to bring up? We have a few guys that are currently in the majors. Um, one guy, uh, Miguel Amaya, who is our catcher. He should be the catcher of the future. Should be playing a lot this year and the coming years. He's looked really good. And current, well, obviously, our catcher's currently sucks. So, uh, and then Matt Mervis at first base, who struggled a lot in there, and obviously Chris Morrell, who we've talked about. Uh, over the last mm-hmm. few weeks. Yeah, it seems like we just we just can't seem to get a break when it when it comes to offense right now. But if these prospects. <clears throat> especially the ones that are on the offensive side could kind of give us a little bit of that pop that we got in 2014, 2015 to get us to 2016, you know, it's a chance. Um, but that's a three year stretch. So we'll see. It's, uh, it's going to be an interesting couple years when it comes to, to baseball, just because it's, it's, t- it's tough being a cup fan right now. <laughs> Chris, we should not ask about the positivity scale to this. The weekend. positivity scale for for me and my beloved Cubs is a four. Okay, that that's probably where I put the White Sox. So I think I was at three last week, but probably bump it to a three and a half, four. I think that's where Chris Miller is too. Miller's giving a nod of approval there. Um, we do have a right another right-handed pitcher too. Uh, we picked him up in the third round in twenty twenty one. Sean Burke. Uh, you know, but um, just just honorable mention there. Um, again, nothing nothing special. Not a can I, pitcher rotation p- pitcher. It seems like, but again, fairly new as well. Can yes, I sir. do an honorable mention? Yes, sir. Uh, Bill Murray, <laughs> love the guy. Honorable mention for him, getting all of his milkshakes from the yard. Has been rumored to be banging Kalis. <laughs> Dude, probably. PG. I don't think it's a rumor at this point. Uh, it's listen. It's a rumor until Can we one keep of three it PG? things. Can we keep it PG? I will keep it PG for our PG friends. There's three things that will confirm it for me. Uh, there's going to be a picture of them kissing, which has not been released yet. Uh, there's going to be uh, nude photos of some kind that will probably be released. Which you dog, Bill Murray, you dog, and. <laughs> And three, it's fucking Khalees. Like it's what? It, what? Wait, wait, wait. What if? Come on. What if on Bill Murray's Twitter he just posts a picture of a milkshake? Milkshake. I legend. <laughs> fucking legend. If he just would that be comes enough? out, would that be enough for you? It would. You know what it would be? This would be the perfect response. Someone would ask him, "Can you please confirm if you're banging Khalees?" And he would just quote retweet that milkshake. with the milkshake picture. That's it. That'd be golden. That's it. 
That's it. Be golden. You know, so, I will allow it because I think the Cub fans needed some positivity today, or, and th- th- this is how you end the day today. Bill yeah. Murray goes bussing on some milkshakes. On that positive, positive note for the Cubs fans, thank you for listening. Don't forget to hit like and subscribe button below. Oh wait, 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 wait! Before you finish, we need the uh, we need to prepare Mike for the uh, intro again. The song is not ready, so we got to make sure his lips are good to go. Oh, I am so sorry. Miller, are you ready? I don't even know what the outro music so, is. So it's the same as the intro. So go ahead, Miller. We're going to be ready for you. Go ahead. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to hit like and subscribe. Maybe someday in the near future, we'll have some positivity coming out of Chicago sports. But until then, we will suffer in misery together. Until next time, boys. Have a good night. Bye-bye.